We've seen heists of all kinds. Trains, planes, banks, and museums around the world have seen millions of dollars of value disappear. But we've saved the best and biggest for last. In 2014, 850,000 Bitcoins were stolen from Mt. Gox. Mt. Gox was the world's biggest Bitcoin exchange at the time. So we'll get into the details in a minute, but just how big is this heist? Well, 850,000 Bitcoins is worth over $40 billion today. I'm gonna say that number again, $40 billion. If that was a GDP, it would put the Mt. Gox heist somewhere between Serbia and Lithuania. That's right, somebody heisted the GDP of a small European country. Let's start with Mt. Gox. What was Mt. Gox? Well, in 2013, it was the place to buy, sell, and trade Bitcoins. Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are frankly the last free market left. This doesn't mean they're a bank or even a safe place to store your Bitcoins. It was a financial marketplace. But that's not how it started. It actually started as a place to trade Magic the Gathering cards. People make livings out of playing Magic the Gathering. That's what it stood for. Magic the Gathering Online Exchange, MTGOX. This was started by Jeb McCaleb, a US tech entrepreneur. This guy pivoted from Magic the Gathering cards to buying and selling Bitcoin. What a guy, what a move. He actually never ended up launching his online Magic the Gathering card exchange. He did keep the domain, and after reading about Bitcoin in Slashdot, a tech blog that calls itself News for Nerds, he used that domain to create Mt. Gox, a way to trade Bitcoins and US dollars. It had nothing to do with a mountain or Fort Knox, which ended up being a perfect play on words. Like I said earlier, this was never meant to be a bank. It was a place to make trades, not store your coins. Think of it like PayPal. PayPal is a way to exchange money, either sending it or buying something online. But using your PayPal account like a bank can leave you without funds if they choose to hold your money. It took less than a month to launch the exchange after reading about it. And this was all before you could use your mainstream phone app to buy and sell Bitcoin or Dogecoin or all the other coins we see now. Up until this point, Bitcoin had a bit of a notorious reputation. It was used as a way to gamble on offshore casinos or buy drugs on the dark web. It also wasn't worth that much. Even at its highest point during this time, it was only worth about $700 a coin. Now here's where the story gets Fascinating. Bitcoin is an electronic online digital currency, was created about three years ago, kind of flew under the radar. Now it's starting to actually gain some traction. You exchange your dollars, you exchange your euros, whatever. You go onto these networks and it's an accepted currency and it's zooming in value lately. Just un unbelievable how much this has taken off. And there are places that are beginning to actually accept this sort of universal digital currency, kind of operates in the shadows, not regulated, but it's a total outgrowth of people getting start, starting to get worried about these currency crises, debt crises. Where are these things accepted? Still not a lot of places. Things are happening fast, especially for the world of finance. It was only eight months from the time Jed McCaleb started the Bitcoin exchange to when he sold it in March 2011 to Mark Capelli's, 
a French software developer living in Japan. Three months later, on a Monday in June, Mark was in for the start of a bad, bad week at work. Bitcoin, as it's called, bypasses the traditional banking system and has become increasingly attractive as it doesn't involve exchanging currencies. But it's seen a sharp fall in its value today, and this is why. Now keep in mind, everything I'm about to tell you happens in less than seven days. On the Monday, the first robbery of Mt. Gox happened, with 25,000 Bitcoins being stolen. Then on the Friday, the user base was stolen and put up for sale. And now the weekend, well, that didn't provide a break either because on Sunday, a stream of trades dropped the price of Bitcoin down to a penny. And from the span of about less than five minutes, it went from 1750, which is the range that it's been trading in for the last uh, 72 hours. It went from 1750 all the way down to one penny. That's right. People were buying Bitcoin at one penny. As insane as this is, it isn't about these Mickey Mouse thefts that continued to happen. But for context, Bitcoin was becoming more and more popular. And in November 2013, Mt. Gox made it into Wired because it was taking users weeks or even months to get their Bitcoins out of the exchange. Things weren't going great for Mt. Gox, but they were still by far the largest exchange for Bitcoins, handling 70% of the world's Bitcoin trades. Now we get to February 2014, when the wheels are really falling off. In fact, at this point, they're damn near flying off. Customers are complaining about long delays to get their money, and on February 7th, Mt. Gox halted trading to get their affairs in order, which is never a good thing. In the world of the internet, the virtual world, there's a currency that doesn't belong to any nation called Bitcoin. And like all currencies, it can be exchanged into other more conventional currencies like dollars or pounds, except that one of the biggest Bitcoin exchange houses, called Mt. Gox, has gone offline and seems to have vanished, apparently losing its customers hundreds of millions of dollars. Throughout the month, trading never came back. Mt. Gox issued a few statements, but they were just delaying the inevitable. Six of the other major exchanges issued statements distancing themselves from Mt. Gox as much as possible. I had 311 Bitcoins in there, which at the time uh, of before this started was worth about $300,000. So it looks like that's disappeared. By the end of the month, they disclosed that over 740,000 Bitcoins had been stolen in a hack that had been ongoing for years. Finally, on February 28, they filed for Japanese bankruptcy protection, and it was revealed that after all the hacks and robberies, the total losses was 850,000 Bitcoins. Bitcoin, an online revolution in global money or a bubble about to be popped. Perhaps, like the internet in its early days, both. The value of these coins for insurance and creditor protection was valued somewhere around $450 million. Between the robberies and various lawsuits, Marker Pelli's now owed close to half a billion dollars. No one person was ever arrested for the theft, but a Russian computer expert who ran another Bitcoin exchange was arrested in 2017 for laundering over $4 billion worth of Bitcoins. Shortly after that, Mark Capelli's was going through old digital wallets when he found one that had some Bitcoin on it. Well, 200,000 Bitcoin to be exact. 
Nobody is sure why he had them. Maybe it was a backup, since the coins weren't meant to be kept on the exchange. Or maybe they were to cash out one day. Marco Pellis was arrested on suspicion of being involved with robbery and charged with embezzlement. He was known to write trading algorithms and bots, profiting off trades in a way that only someone with insider knowledge could. He's still on the hook for paying back creditors, but only for the value of bitcoins at the time it was stolen, only $483 per coin, much lower than the $50,000 bitcoin is worth now. So what does that mean for the 200,000 bitcoins he found? Well, he can pay back the value of all the lost Bitcoin, covering the amount owed when Mt. Gox declared bankruptcy, and still pocketing over $1.5 billion. But he said that he doesn't want to do that because he knows it will put a target on him. After all, people have been killed for a lot less. It's all still being sorted out in courts and will likely be a lot longer before it's resolved. Jed McCaleb, the Magic the Gathering enthusiast who started it all, co-founded another company in the crypto space called Ripple. Between all of his equity and bonuses, including their own coin, he's now worth over $3 billion. That's good enough for number 377 on the Forbes Top 500 Richest People list. And as for our Russian computer expert money launderer, well, he's serving five years in a French prison. Thank you to ShipBob for making this series possible. Just like you wouldn't leave your coins in an exchange, you wouldn't leave your inventory at the port. If you're looking for somewhere secure to store your inventory, ShipBob has warehouses around the world and offers two-day shipping around the U.S. So you can sell on marketplaces like Walmart and Amazon without having to leave your inventory in their warehouses. 